0: If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at five-star B-D-M, B for brand, D for development, and for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Hello, and welcome to the Follow the Brand Podcast. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of 5 Star BDM, where we help you to build a 5 Star brand that people will follow. How do you view wealth? Do you keep more of your money than what you bring in? Giving financial advice is very specific and customized for the individual, says my next guest, Marcus Ford financial empowerment is understanding your vision. Ford knows where he is going financially and has an intended purpose with calculated steps. If you are okay with earning a high income, willing to help people, driven to succeed, and you're coachable, then you will be a very successful financial professional. Marcus's brand is defined by excellence, service, and purpose. Marcus Ford anticipates and solves problems by helping people make smart decisions with money. He is a thought leader and life changer whose life has been dedicated to service. He began his career in the finance industry and treasury management, helping organizations manage their investments, operating cash, and debt. Success on this level meant the creation of opportunities higher education for many deserving students in the Houston area. After a successful tenure in Treasury Management, instituting sound financial policies and procedures, he joined Increase Financial with a singular purpose in mind to help people achieve their highest potential by building strong financial plans that free them to focus on what is important without having to worry about What will happen if things go wrong? Marcus Ford prides himself on being a solution builder and problem solver. From an early age, Marcus was driven to excellence by his parents who were educators in the public school system for over 30 years. He used this drive to achieve his childhood dream of playing college football for Florida State University while earning a double major in accounting and finance. Using his skill in treasury management and higher education, Marcus of Texas Southern University create a treasury management department to continue its mission to educate and equip African-American students during low enrollment, low donor contributions, and a higher debt burden. Marcus enjoys helping people and businesses achieve excellence in their finances to maximize their purpose. Let us welcome Marcus Ford to the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you will follow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Follow the Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Grant McGall, and we are knee deep into our financial empowerment series in which we are educating our audience about many different aspects of financial literacy, financial empowerment, just to have definitions about the different vehicles that are out there. Now, we know it's stressful times out there uh, right now uh, when it comes to uh, financial certainty. Uh, with the dips in the uh, stock exchange, with the um, inflation that we're having now, and a lot of other things. So it's good to be savvy with your money in the short term as well as the long term. So I've got Marcus Ford here. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself, a little bit about his agency, and how he is going, how he defines financial literacy for himself. So with that said, Mr. Marcus Ford, welcome to the mic.
1: All right. Thank you, Brother Grant. Uh, appreciate you having me back on uh as always we have a great time uh and and we learn a little something and so uh again again thank you for the opportunity i'm um, much much appreciative of, of the opportunity to sit and talk with you this morning
0: well without question I mean when we talked I think it was back in September you jumped on the show with uh, about five or six other gentlemen and you talked about some uh how you your view on on financial empowerment and why it was so important, and that you got a lot of insight by playing football at Florida State, Florida State Seminoles, and it gave you a framework, gave you an understanding. Then you took that back to Texas, where you where you're at, and began to 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 put it into practice. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so I'm, I'm originally, I was born in, in, in uh, North Florida, uh, Palatka, Florida, Putnam <laughs> County. Uh, for those of you who know where that is, <laughs> uh, I was raised in Southeast Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia. Um, Both of my parents were educators uh, for 30 plus years between the Florida public school system and the Georgia public school system. So one thing that we definitely were going to have in our future, uh, my brother and I, was education, education, excellence and service. Those were the three things that were drilled in us um, coming up. So I took um, my talents to Florida State University. You know, everybody um, has that dream of of being a professional football player. Uh, Well, I wanted to do multiple things. I wanted to be a professional football player. I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to be an actor in Hollywood. So as I got older, I realized I'm going to have to narrow this down if I'm going to be the best that I can be. And so. Um, I narrowed it down to numbers. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with numbers, uh, but I knew I liked them and, and I knew that everybody was fascinated with numbers, especially dollars. And so I, I went, uh, used football as a means to an end rather than it being the end for me. And I was able to get an education, get a good education education. And by the way, my parents were able to pay for my education without me having to take any student loans on teachers salaries, no less. Um, and so I, I didn't know then, but the seeds were starting to be planted for what I was going to do later on in life. So I met my wife uh, while I was at Florida State. She played volleyball. And and, and so uh, she's from uh, the Texas uh, Houston area. Uh, so I, I, of course, ended up out here uh, and we we got married probably four or five years after. Um, and so coming in into uh, to Houston was really interesting because when I came out, I double majored in accounting and finance. All I wanted to do was investment management. Well, I graduated right in the thick of 2008. Uh, So um, you mentioned pivots a little bit earlier. So there was a pivot that had to happen. Uh, So I pivoted, went over into uh, public finance and treasury management, and I learned a lot over there. I learned a lot about investment management, learned a lot about debt management and also cash management. And I did that for about 10 years, and then I decided to uh, move over to the private sector and, and help out. Uh, individuals, because I I found that while what I was doing was a good work, it just wasn't fulfilling that that service part that I mentioned a little bit earlier. And so I decided to uh, come into private finance and help individuals uh, do something on a more granular level, uh, because doing something on a more granular level that requires a lot of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, you have to be really, really focused. You, 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 you know, that, you know, anything that you produce in mass, uh, there's going to be some give up when it comes to quality. And, and I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And so I decided to come over into to the private sector have done really well, helping individuals reach their goals. And I've also, the, the most important thing that I've learned is I've learned about people. I've learned that, Individuals have their own dreams. They have their own aspirations, and nobody is the same. and And one thing that I see is a lot of people giving financial advice that is blanket. They're saying everybody should do this. Everybody should do that. When uh, financial giving financial advice is really like going to the doctor. You know, um, you and I, we can have the same. Uh, build physically. Uh, But when we go to the doctor, there may be something different that's working in you that's working in me because of our genetic makeup and and different things like that. So finance is something that that you need to pay attention to. And I found that a lot of folks just don't have the time to do it, especially business owners, right? Because uh, as a business owner, your focus is to make your business as best as it can be. And to grow it. And, and you don't have time to, to sit down and, and, and look at different things uh, all the time that are gonna affect your finances. And so that's why you should have someone uh, who's a trusted professional to help you out. And, and that's where the service part comes in, uh, the service piece that I talked about earlier. It's about helping people out. The, the help is more important, especially in today's society because there's a lot that people don't understand about wealth building. Um, And there's certainly a lot that could be understood about passing on that wealth and passing it on entirely versus passing it on in parts. Um, And and there's a lot of ways that we can do that. So I felt very passionate about it. And and that's why I do what I do.
0: Well, I tell you, Marcus, you got me intrigued and you you went through, um, some things there there's uh, personal finance and then there's business finance but i want to even step back and ask you how how do you define cuz you hear this word thrown out so much now financial literacy financial literacy like we don't understand how to uh, count uh how do you define <laughs> financial literacy
1: sure sure so uh with financial literacy um that's interesting it's interest that's an interesting term um I don't really believe in financial literacy. And let me, let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, if a person is illiterate, they can't read. Right. Um, and if they can't read, then there's, um, they're not able there. There's, there's an inability, right. That, that has to be dealt with a person who may not be financially savvy. We people don't know, they just don't know, and, and, and you don't know what you don't know. Just like, um, I know how to operate a car, I may not know how to operate a bulldozer, but part of operating a bulldozer is being able to drive, right? Um, so that, that's how I, I view financial literacy it's, it's not that people are illiterate, um, they know what their objective is. They know what they want to achieve. Now it's on me to show them what are the best tools to get them where they want to go. Now I like it? that.
0: No, no, man. I love how you frame that. Uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then I, I got to come right back and, and ask you this. How do you define financial empowerment? Because it sounds like that's where you're kind of going, where you're going to say, hey, I see where you're at. And maybe you do know how to drive a car, but you you want to get into a bulldozer. You've told me, maybe it means like, this is where I want to go, but you really don't know how to get there. But financial empowerment, how, how do you define that?
1: Sure, sure. So financial empowerment for me, that is understanding two things. Number one, your vision. Um, I'm not going to get too religious. Uh, one passage of scripture I live by is found in Proverbs. Uh and and it talks about for a lack of vision, the people perish. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind that that scripture is if you think about um in that time when women wore their hair, they wore their hair braided up and it was in a um in a covering. But then once they took that covering off, their hair was going, you know, all different places, you can imagine. Uh so that that's the idea behind that scripture you have to have a direction, you have to have a vision that you're going in, a place to move to, or you're going to go all over the place. And so for me, um, empowerment means I know where I'm going. Uh, The second step in it is making uh, purposeful and impactful steps. So Everything I do is with a purpose and I know the impact that it's going to that it's going to have on me later on. I may not see it now, but I will see it in the future. And that's where where the vision comes into play. So knowing where you're going and taking purposeful and impactful steps, uh, some would even say intentional steps towards it.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. So now we've defined literacy and we've defined empowerment. And you've talked about some of your past and your why, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're you're an entrepreneur. So you're managing your own finance. You, you you own your own firm. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure, sure. So I own my own practice within the firm. Um uh, our our principal, he 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 owns the firm uh in total. And so in my individual, and that's one of the things I love about what I do is that my individual practice doesn't have to look like anybody else's. I have the ability to create uh, what my practice looks like. So, um, for instance, if I want to work with uh, education professionals, because that, that's where, you know, that's where my background is. You know, my parents, educators, uh, I have a passion for educators. I can do that. If I want to work with medical professionals, because my wife is a pharmacist, I have a heart for the the medical uh, profession, I can do that as well. And so um, there's a lot of flexibility and autonomy that comes with being an entrepreneur. Now, at the same time, there's a lot of responsibility as well, because if I'm not doing the things that I need to do to get the job done, then there's nobody else to look at at the end of the day, but me on that point. And so being an entrepreneur, uh, I love it. I, I absolutely love it because I have that, that ability to create. I have that flexibility and that autonomy mm-hmm. and I have that responsibility. Um, and, and being an entrepreneur every day is different. <laughs> it seems like every day, um, you know, it, 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 no two days are going to be the same. There may be some similar threads that run through, but they're not going to be the same. And so um, the biggest thing that I do as an entrepreneur is I have to step back and I have to think about um, the main things that are going to get me to that vision. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and usually it's only one or two. One or two things that I need to do to get to that vision and then uh, everything else, delegate that out if I can um, and just focus on those one or two main things.
0: Well, I tell you, Marcus, so that those are good things. And I know you've got to have a great responsibility in doing what you're doing. And I like that you've got creative breath in what you want to do. And since we're talking about you just a little bit here and we're on a brand show, follow brand is a branding show. How do you define your brand in, in, you know, in a nutshell and how has it helped you in your career?
1: Sure. Sure. So, um, I, I define my brand by those three things that, that I mentioned, uh, those three values that we received growing up, right? There's excellence, there's service, and there's purpose, Mm-hmm. um or why why we do it so uh anytime that you build a brand your brand has to have an identity everybody is going to have of course hey i work hard um everybody has that hey i'm professionalism everybody has that so you have to have um two or three values that that define your brand uh and that are your brand's dna And from that, you can actually build a culture. And here's what I mean by culture. Uh, As you interact with clients, even people who aren't your clients, but who can be advocates for you, they uh, will go and they'll carry your message, right? Because they believe so much in what you do um, that they want to see you succeed and they want to help you out. I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of being... Um, Malcolm Gladwell wrote this book called The Tipping Point. And in The Tipping Point, he went over a, a few different types of people. One of those people uh, that he went over was a connector. Um, and I, I value myself in being a connector. Uh, if there's something that you need uh, that I can't provide, I may know somebody who can help you. And, and me willing to be a connector um, that only helps me in what I do because we walk by, we have a saying in, in, in our industry, uh, we walk by millions of dollars every day. It's just being able to talk with those individuals, connect with those individuals that you find out. And, and once you do that, then you'll, you'll find what you're looking for. Um, some people are, are, um, I'd say not, not afraid, but they're a little apprehensive of that entrepreneurial journey, right? Yeah. Um, when the entrepreneurial journey, if you, and, and going back to the Bible again, uh, you have not because you ask not, right? So um, being able to walk up to somebody, introduce yourself and tell them what you do uh, and tell them uh, your why and tell them or ask them, how can you be of service? How can you help them? That, that will take you leaps and bounds. Um, there are some, some days I sit back, I sit and I look back and I'm like, how did I get this deal? How did I get, um, this client? And it was all about going up to them, introducing yourself and, and asking how you can help them.
0: Oh man. And, and you have to have confidence in yourself. Love how you, um, uh, have laid out your brand and the definitions of your brand. And that's how it leads to culture. I haven't had someone put it in that uh, tone and that is great. You know, how their brand leads to culture and then that culture attracts the people that can benefit most by working with you. I think that's awesome. I think that's really good. So let, let's talk about the people because I'm sure in your walk, you run across a lot of different people and, you know, they're, they know what they know you know what you know what is the biggest challenge in your world that you have that you know that you have to overcome when you're dealing with people when it comes to their finances
1: sure so uh the biggest hurdle that we have to overcome in this industry um is people not being um how should I say this? Not wanting to seem like they don't know. Right. The, the worst feeling in the world that that a person can have is they walk into uh, a situation. They walk into, let's say, a, a, a meeting on their on their job and they're asked a question in this meeting and they don't know the answer. Uh, some folks, that's the worst feeling in the world. And the same thing goes with, with individuals that, that I work with. The biggest hurdle is they don't want to seem like they don't know. And they don't know that it's okay not to know. Right. Uh Because um, just think about it like this. If you go to, if you get sick and, and you need to go to the doctor, do you feel ashamed when you go to the doctor that you're sick and you need his or her help. No, you, you you're yeah. not. You're yeah. at you ask for their help. Say, doc, what's wrong? And and people for some reason they think that when they work with a financial advisor that they've done something bad. The the thing that I hear the most in the first meeting is, well, Marcus, I know I should. I I, I haven't saved for retirement like I should have, <laughs> right? Um. And, and the first thing I say to them is, "Well, did you know how much you were supposed to be saving for your retirement?" And then they'll say, "Well, you know, no." And I say, "Well, what do you feel bad about the fact that you've come to see me and that that you want me to help you towards that goal? That's the step in the right direction." Um, yeah. So that's the the biggest challenge is uh, people not feeling ashamed and and being open enough to talk about wealth building and also finances because um and taking it a step further in the african-american community that's not something that we talked about um my parents didn't didn't talk about building wealth uh they just said hey we want to send our kids to college and we don't want them to take out student loans maybe we need to start saving and there's always a, a when you do something good, there's always a better way to do it. And that's what led me to take the next step into doing what I do now, because how many people out there are saying, well, you know, I'm going to retire one day. I'll just save 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there. And eventually that'll get me where I want to be. It's a good concept, but you got to take it a step further. Oh, you, you That's why you're an
0: expert, right? You're an expert in your field. You know, the average American, they say, has less than $1,500 in their bank account. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, They often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.FiveStarBDM.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. True, right? Mm -hmm. And that the average American has had, especially now, because like you said, in 2008, you think about you've had to dip into your retirement because of unforeseen circumstances and you've had to spend uh, a lot of that money. And a lot of people, you know, when you go to work, you get a 401k, you just get the 401k. You really don't know how it all works in the, in the background, you know? So you're going through all these things and all of a sudden you turn around and you're older than you thought you were. And you're like, Oh, wow. You know, retirement needs to be way down the road. Now it's like right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and you hear about all these different vehicles. People talk about, you know, IRAs. They talk about, uh, you know, tax shelters. They talk about uh, um, um, trust funds. They talk about all these things. And I I know for me, I'd be like, I don't. Now it's hard to even think about. So, what what are all those things? I, I don't know. So, my question to you is: is that what personal characteristics or background are needed to successfully become A financial advisor?
1: Sure. So uh, the characteristics that a person needs to become a successful financial advisor, um, I've identified four. Uh, And those four characteristics are, uh, number one, you have to be okay with earning a high income. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, Not that income is the primary goal uh income is the side effect because that goes with number two you got to be willing to help people right Mm -hmm. um the more people you help the more money you're going to make because the people that you help they are going to tell the people that they know hey you got to talk to my my guy or hey you got to talk to to my finance person you got to talk to um, Cindy, she's great. She helped me out with, with, with X, Y, Z. You need to talk to her. So those, those are the first two. Um, the last two are, uh, you gotta be driven to succeed. Um, this is an entrepreneurial uh, journey and in an entrepreneurial journey, you're going to hit some bumps in the road. You're, there, there's going to be some, some rejection. Um, there's going to be some folks that no matter how good your, um, your, uh, solution to their problem is, they're just not ready to move forward or they don't connect with you as a person. And then, so you can't take that personally. You have to still push forward. You still got to say, well, um, I was at least able to pass some knowledge on to this individual. And so I've left them in a better spot than they were when I met them. And then finally, you got to be coachable. And here's what I mean by coachable. If you're doing something like let's let's take riding a bike. We all learned how to ride. Well, most of us learned how to ride bikes when we were children. Um, We had to take coaching to be able to ride that bike right? We, we didn't just come out of the womb knowing how to ride the bike. Some of us had to have training wheels. Some of us didn't, some of us needed, uh, a little bit more coaching than others. And, and some didn't. Um, so you gotta be coachable and you have to be willing to give coaching. I tell all, all the clients that I work with, um, I'm like that trainer that you hire at the gym right? You hire a good trainer, a good trainer. Number one, they're going to take a baseline assessment. They're going to say, okay, where are you in this area, this area, this area, in this area. Second thing they're going to do, they're going to say, okay, do you have any old injuries that are going to keep you from doing certain ranges of motion? And then once they have that information, they're going to build a plan that's going to help you to reach your goals based on all the information that you've given them. And then they're going to take those steps with you. They're going to be with you during the journey. Um, They're going to have constant check-ins. How's the plan going? Are you feeling any pain? How is this working for you? I noticed that we're not making as much progress here as we are over here. What can we do better? Um, Is there anything that is keeping you from from being what you want to be? And so those, those are the main characteristics that I see, um, be willing to, to help people, um, earn a high income, be driven to succeed and be coachable. Those are, those are the four main ones. Well, those are
0: good, good goals and and good characteristics as you talked about to be a financial advisor in your world. So we talk about wealth management, you know, we're talking about obviously there's, there's cash there's all kinds of different things, but when you're helping somebody and I, I want to unplug for a minute, as we get, we're starting into to the end of our discussion. I want you to be able to speak to our audience about these things, you know, wealth management, being able to accumulate certain assets that then you then, you know, cause no one's going to keep anything. You're going to, you're going to have to pass these things along uh, at some point. Uh, no matter if it's debt you know or 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 it is uh something of substance uh from financial perspective talk to our audience about how your services will help them move forward
1: sure sure so the first thing i do is i ask a person how do they view wealth well, what what's what are their ideas around wealth what does wealth mean to them And I look at the lens that they're looking at at wealth through. Some people uh, view wealth as how much money I have in the bank. Um, Some people view wealth as, well, I have this night, this great job where I earn uh, well into the six figures. Some individuals have the view of wealth. Well, um, I only make fifty thousand dollars a year but I don't have any encumbrances on, on my money. So I keep a hundred percent of what I bring in. Um, and, and we go from there. Uh, I will say that, uh, in building wealth, the first place that you want to start is you want to make sure that you're keeping more of what you bring in. Right. So understand where your money is going. Um, even though, um, the majority of folks that I work with, they have a nine to five, um, they, they are business owners. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, everybody is a business owner because the dollars that you bring in, those are your employees, right? They need to have assignments. If they don't have assignments, then they're gonna be lazy. And if they're lazy, your business isn't gonna flourish. Which your business is your household, right? So um, assign your dollars. I have a accounting background, so so I like the um, the cash flow, the statement of cash flows method. Uh, I I coined that. So if you look it up, you're not gonna find it. Uh, (laughs) the, The statement of cash flows method. Every dollar needs to be assigned to either investing activities. Um, financing activities or operating activities. So here's what I mean by investing activities. Those dollars are, their job is to recruit more dollars. That's where your money makes money, right? They're, they're, that's their whole goal. You go out and recruit. The um, financing activities, their job pay off debt. This is what your job is pay off that student loan, pay off that car note, pay off that house note. And then you have the the operating money. Your job is to pay the everyday expenses. Make sure that everyday expenses are paid off. Now I know where every dollar is going. And if I know where every dollar is going, then I can make little adjustments to make sure that I have some that I keep and I'm keeping a good amount more than what I'm sending out,
0: man. That is a heck of a system right there, and it's just getting um, individuals to focus, right? Understanding what a budget uh, budget is, adhering to it, and then what the end game is, so that when you do get those bumps in the road, it's okay. That's going to happen. Your life happens, you know, but you're prepared. You're prepared, and I think that's wonderful. So, if people want to get in touch with you, Marcus, what, what is the best way?
1: Sure, sure. So the best way to get in touch with me is um, by either my direct line, uh, 850-322-6377, or through email, mford at inc-financial.com. Those are the two best ways to get in touch with me. And also, um, you can go to our firm's website, www.inc-financial.com. We have a lot of good resources there that can get you started on your wealth building journey. Uh, we have we have a treasure trove of, of information, um, everything that you can think of. Uh, how to get started investing? Um, what are what is interest? What are bonds? What are stocks? So one one big thing that that I believe. Uh, I believe in in being able to make an educated decision. I don't have to know the ins and outs of everything that goes on. But as long as I know the end goal and how this gets me to the end goal, then I'm in a a good spot. And so I encourage you to visit the website. Uh, We have a lot of tools there, Um, all kinds of tools that, that you can think of and definitely get in touch with me. If you have any questions, I'd love to sit down with you and, and just talk with you, um, understand a little bit more about your situation. Um, and and if you mention that, that you're contacting me based on, uh, hearing this uh, podcast, your consultation is free. So I, I I definitely would love to uh, hear some feedback, uh, um, and talk with you a little bit more and, and, Help you to understand your um your situation.
0: Well, I tell you this, this has been wonderful, Marcus. So, audience, make sure that you just heard what you just said. Make sure you mention Follow Brand. Make sure you mention Grant McGall. You get a free consultation. I guarantee it'll be worth your time. There's no doubt about it. This has been wonderful, Marcus. I really appreciate it. You can tune in to all the episodes of Follow the Brand at www5 starbdm. That's B for brand for development and informasters.com until next time i want you to take care of yourself marcus and you have a wonderful day
1: all right you do the same brother grant thanks again no problem